Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000. Programming here on ESPN 1000. My name is Jesse Rogers alongside Jeff Miller. We're filling in for Cap and Jay Hood, who actually will be on later today. We'll set the lineup for you in a bit. But, Jeff, uh, there might be some people that haven't heard the news yet about our ESPN family here, so we should start with that, of course. Hopefully, you have heard it because there's been so many tributes for Jeff Dickerson already watching ABC 7 last night, Sports Center this morning. So many. Nice things said about our colleague who passed away yesterday at age 44 from cancer. It's kind of a private battle for a year. So I, I think, Jeff, this is a shock to a lot of people listening to the Cap and Jay Hood show that listen every day that, that may not have heard the news yesterday. But, yes, Jeff Dickerson has passed away. And, I, you know, it's a shock to the listeners. But I, I, it, it, even though, you know, we knew he was sick, it's still a shock to us because for so long, Jeff, we thought he was going to beat this. He had such an upbeat attitude. We thought he was going to beat this. Yeah, Jess, um, it's one of those mornings for me. I know you feel the same way. A uh, long sleepless night, tossed and turned, thinking about JD all night. Um, there, you, you mentioned it, an outpouring of affection for a great man. It, was, it, it really doesn't need to be said how good he was at his job, the heights he reached to become the Bears beat reporter for ESPN shows you all you need to know about just how good he was and determined he was in his career. You can't reach those heights without being good at what you do. But I think what you're seeing across social media is how heartbroken we all are. It's, um, you know, uh, the it's just a little bit dimmer today for all of us who knew JD so well because of the impact he made on our lives. You know, forget what he did as you know, a lot of the listeners out there may not have gotten the chance to meet him personally, but they felt like they knew him because of the stories he shared on ESPN one thousand and anybody who was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to meet JD, no doubt truly is heartbroken today because he left an impact, Jesse, on on everybody he met. He was that type of person. He was caring. He was giving. He always gave more of himself. He never took. He, 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 I mean, I heard story after story yesterday when Sylvie broke the news to a lot of our listeners who are unaware, as you mentioned. I heard story after story from his colleagues and teammates and friends and listeners who have never met him about just what an impact he made on their life because Jesse, he, he was a special guy, man. Like forget again, everything he did on the bears beat goes without saying, but man, I'm telling you, I feel like today we lost a guy who was like a teacher above all else. Like we're going to hear stories about how he was a coach for his son, Parker in his little, you know, little league uh, and not just, but youth, youth baseball. And he was a teacher though in life, man, because Everybody who knew him has does not have a bad thing to say about him. He left an impact on everybody who he got to know. And it didn't matter if you were somebody 
who was just starting out in this business because he would listen to you and introduce himself and give you a pat on the back, encourage you, and whatever your cause was, he would champion it. Um, it's like I said, it's a uh, for all of us, it's a little bit dimmer today without JD's light. Yeah, it, it is a family here at ESPN. The guys mentioned that several times yesterday. It really is, and that includes the listeners. And I've learned that over the years being in this business, that the listeners, the readers, whoever it is uh, that consume our product, they are part of the fact fa- We don't know them personally, but they know us, and they knew J.D. and his passion for his son, for his family, for his job. He covered the Bears like nobody else in this town for 20 years. He was as good as anybody and did it in different mediums. Just an incredible human being. And he will be missed. It, it, it turns south on him quickly. And, again, it is such a shock, I know, to, to people listening. It's a shock to us at all. 312-332-3776 is the number. If you want to jump on, join us. We're going to – it's a sad day because we are going to mourn his loss. But at the same time, we're going to celebrate his life and his career. And that I think that's all you can do. You can be you know, sad I've- and at the same time – you know, have a laugh, put a smile on your face here and there as you remember him. And that's exactly Sylvie Waddle, Carmen, Fred. That's exactly what they did yesterday. For I, I look, if I'm a little more incoherent than normal, Jeff, it's because I haven't eaten anything since noon and I didn't sleep at all. But I sat by that radio for three hours or longer, whatever, however long they were on after they announced it, and it brought a smile. It brought a tear. And it was cathartic, and I hope we can do the same thing today for people in a small way. But it, it's so crazy when someone passes their sadness mixed with, you know, sort of the joy of remembering them. Because that's the thing. It's, there's sadness today, but the memories bring you joy. And that's what we're going to try to do on ESPN all day long. Let me set the lineup, Jeff, before we move on. We're in for Cap and, and J-Hood, but they're going to be on later today. Following us at 10 a.m., Waddle... Sylvie and Carmen will be on from 10 until 1. We're local all day long. Uh, They knew J.D. at this radio station longer than even you and I. I go back with J.D. even before he was at this radio station. But, I mean, they were were very close with him for the 20 years that all all those guys were here. Cap and Jay Hood, 1 to 4. So they're they're off this morning, but they'll be back 1 to 4. Fred Hubner is going to be on from 4 to 6. And then Bleck and Abdallah in their normal time slot. From 6 until 8 p.m. So this is the day we mourn and remember and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson. Just a great, great human being. So again, I apologize if I start to mumble a little bit, but I'm, I'm missing this guy bad as we all are. Yeah, I think, uh, I think everybody will forgive anybody today who wants to go ahead and share your memories of J.D. Again, a, a great dude, great man. He, um, I'm, I, you know, I started saying I really do as I was tossing and turning last night, think of him as a teacher because he was like my older radio brother. I'm 40. JD was 44. Um, And I I do want to say, man, in terms of like, we're all mourning his passing. And at 44 years old, I guarantee you, man, you can just see it in all the tributes that everyone's putting out there. JD did more living than most people do <laughs> in a full lifetime. He got yeah, yeah. he got 44 years worth and anybody who was touched by him truly is feeling it today. Um but 
these are the times when you can say, okay, we're going to share these memories with you guys all today. We're going to talk about JD, uh, the impact he had on us, um, and just he, the positivity. Uh, this was talked about a lot yesterday. The positivity that JD brought to every conversation was amazing, and it's awe-inspiring now looking back on what he was dealing with. Like you said, uh, Jesse, at the outset, a lot of people were not aware of what J.D. was going through. He was covering the Bears up into, I don't know if it was you know four or six weeks ago, but you know he was covering the Bears on the station for ESPN without anybody knowing what was going on, and you know he just, he anybody who talked to him throughout the time that he was fighting colon cancer would oftentimes be derailed because JD would always turn around and say, how are you doing, man? Like, what's going on with you? He'd give you a quick update, but then he'd start asking about you, as was his way. That's why he made such an impact on everybody's life. He was always living in the moment. You know, when you were talking to him, he was listening, and he, you know, was taking notes and mental notes, and make, and he'd come back, and, you know, whether it was the next day or a week later, you know, he remembered what you told him, and he'd bring it back up and he'd ask you what was going on with your kids, with your family. Um, I, I always felt like JD was uh, my older radio brother because I'm 40, he's 44. And when I got to ESPN 1000 in 2003, I was interning and JD was doing some reporting and mostly doing updates at the time with the occasional fill in work uh, on weekends. But oftentimes I'd find myself producing Sylvie and Carmen on a Saturday morning, and JD would be doing updates. And a lot of times, uh, Joe Fisher was another producer who'd be in with us. And it was the five of us just kind of like, you know, talking, um, going over the previous night's events, what was going on. And I mean, JD was the type of person who, when you encountered him in the hallways of ESPN 1000, you were happy to see him. There's people at work who you'll talk. <laughs> and you know quickly move on about your day when you saw jd in the hallways you would go out of your way to say hello have a conversation knowing that just being himself he was going to brighten your day and that's what he did time and time again so that's what i said when when i feel like we lost a great teacher yesterday because i'm telling you man anybody who knows him he truly taught us how to live he did well said jeff he's jeff miller jesse rogers with you till 10 a.m when Waddle and Sylvie and Carmen will be in here to talk more about Jeff Dickerson. At 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Dan Weederer, a close friend of Jeff's. They were on the Bears beat together. Obviously, Dan is a, is a, is a family member at this station as well. He's on often talking Bears, and we'll remember Jeff with, with Dan. And then 8.35, another Dan, dangerous Dan McNeil. You remember Dan McNeil, everyone. He... I don't want to know. I don't. I don't know if you'd use the word discovered Jeff Dickerson, but he certainly saw the talent in Jeff Dickerson twenty plus years ago. He was the guy responsible for bringing Jeff to ESPN One Thousand. So we'll talk to Dangerous. And the thing about Dan, unlike myself, Jeff, Dan, if I recall, if my memory serves me right, Dan has a great memory, Dan McNeil, and I hope he can recall some stories, tidbits from from Jeff's early days when. When his talent was just coming out and he became this great producer and reporter and all these things. And Dan saw it firsthand. So I hope he remembers. He can bring us some memories from back then. Dion Miller, who worked with Jeff at ABC7 covering the Bears. She'll join us at 9. And Sarah Spain at 9.35. Sarah, of course, hosted many shows with Jeff on the network. 312-332-3776 is the number if you want to remember Jeff Dickerson with us today. 
And we'll start out with Julio in Franco, Franklin Park. Julio, go ahead, my friend. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff and Jesse. Uh, good morning to you both, and my condolences to everyone at the station today. I know it's very somber and uh, definitely very emotional. Um, something I'd like to share about J.D., and not just J.D., but also everyone at the station. I, I've been listening to you guys since I was 17 or 18. So it's been – I'm 31 now, so it's been some time. And I used to intern at the score, and I remember still listening to ESPN 1000 as I was interning. And one of the people that always drove me to try and uh, make it as a broadcaster or something, right, a reporter, was JD. And throughout the years, I've also seen people at ESPN go through hardships, Jericho losing his brother, uh, Sylvie through his uh, cancer battle, and then even uh, uh, Fred Hubner too, and then his wife. And all of you, I can see how JD impacted you guys, but how you guys were also a family and and how you guys still push forward. And J.D. being the pioneer of that, through, no matter what was going on in your personal life, you came and, and tried to bring uh, happiness and, and something to distract ourselves from the seriousness of this world. And you guys always put your noses down and always worked hard for, for us Chicagoans here, us blue collars. And we really just love J.D. and everyone at the station. And I really just wanted to share that. And um, really just let you guys know that you guys are truly an, an inspiration and, and also uh, uh, an example of perseverance that I'm very proud to to have um, been able to witness for the past over 10 years. So I just wanted to call and honor JD's life by sharing that and uh, tell you guys, everyone at the station, that uh, I love you very much and you're all like uncles to me. <laughs> and uh, I hope you have a memorable uh, day. Julio, you're tearing, you're tearing me up here. I, I, you know, when we say it's a family, I know it can sound like a cliche, but it, it, it truly is. And it's not like that at every radio station. There's a, there's a lot of jealousy and backstabbing that goes on in this business. But I've never seen it at this radio station, Jeff. And um, I certainly, like you just said, Dickerson, Jeff Dickerson was a, was an, uh, was someone you could hold up as an example of all of that. Right? He, he never uh, said, had a bad word to say about anybody. I, I mean, I'm going to tell some stories it's, when we come back because he and I had a, a special kinship. But I complained a lot more than he did about our jobs. He and, and, and this, but he would listen because he, he was part of the family. And and I feel like again, the listeners are part of this family as well. And that was so well said by Julio. Yeah. No. I, I mean, listen uh, to Julio's point about ESPN 1000 being a family. JD was a, a driving force and reason behind that. He really was the thread that uh, pulled everything together. Um, we all felt so close to him. That's why the uh, the loss hit so hard yesterday. We all we all had a feeling it was coming soon. Um, you know, as he w- as he moved to hospice, but we were still holding out hope. And like I said, um, we're going to honor him all day today, and we want you to please share your stories with us because clearly it's going to be difficult for all of us to continue to get through the day right now. But I guarantee you, um, if you met JD, I know that he had an impact on your life. So definitely give us a call because um, we want to hear from you guys as well. Because it wasn't just us that he made an impact, and I know he made an impact on everybody out there who had the chance to meet him. Certainly true. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to do that, you mentioned hospice. I want to say something about that when we come back. Lots of stories to come about uh, the one and only Jeff Dickerson. A full day of live local programming here on ESPN 1000. He deserves a week of it. 
but we'll do it all day today for sure. Jesse Rogers, Jeff Miller, sitting in for Cap and J. Hood here on ESPN 1000. Now, back to more Cap and J. Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Seven twenty on this Wednesday morning. It's a tough, tough day for us here at ESPN One Thousand. I know for you listening as well, as we mourn the loss of Jeff Dickerson, our longtime Bears reporter here. But we want to celebrate his life and career as well. I, I certainly want to talk about you know what kind of a reporter he was, what kind of a person he was, the, the fun times. But we're also going to mourn the loss because that's that's what you do, right? And we're going to do it with you all day long, all day long here. On ESPN 1000, Waddle and Sylvie and Carmen will be on at 10, Cap and Jay Hood at 1, Fred Hubner at 4, Black and Abdallah at 6. And before we do anything, Jeff, let's go to Portis and Carol Stream. Portis, you're on ESPN 1000. Um, hey, guys. Um, I'll try to make it quick, but it is a tough topic because um, my, my stepfather died of colorectal cancer uh, probably 11 years ago. It's what brought me back to Illinois. I used to live in New York. And um, I did not know who Tom Waddle was. I well, I knew who Tom Waddle was. I'd never heard him on the radio, but uh, and I never, I didn't know who Silly was, <laughs> and I didn't know who Jeff Dickerson was. But Jeff reminded me of my other friend Jeff, and the reason he did is because um, his voice and his cadence were so perfect. Um, it was all, it was actually too perfect. It was like, uh, so measured, like I'm an, um, uh, um, 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 guy. And I, I, I couldn't, I, I would listen to the radio when I first moved back here and, and it amazed me how measured and perfect his voice was. And it reminded me of my friend, Jeff. And, um, my stepfather died of colorectal cancer. Um, and, uh, I was talking to my doctor when my sons were being born, my first son, my son's six, he'll be six in April. And he, I couldn't believe that he went so fast. And he's like, well, they're called silent killers because the, the, the cancer lives in your body. Who knows how long, and you can have it and not even know that you have it. And then you feel this pain and you go to your doctor and he tells you you have cancer. And, and sometimes in his case, it spread right to his liver he went so fast, and when he told me that, I decided to uh, regularly get checked um, for, uh, I'm, I actually have a colonoscopy scheduled um, in like two weeks, um, and it astounds me how many people do not want to do this. It astounds me that we always talk about women's health and men's health. People don't want to do it because they have like this idea that it's evasive and it's there's a, a homophobic kind of thing going with it, and it's just crazy. I mean, yeah, that that is crazy because it's none of that. Yeah, and and if you can catch it early, you can get the cancer. But my stepfather didn't. He wasn't lucky, and now he, he you know, he could still be alive today. You never know. He could have seen his uh, granddaughters get married. So you, if if you want to really, this is me talking. If you want to do a tribute for Jeff Dickerson, get screened for prostate cancer, get screened for colorectal cancer. Uh, you know, just do it. I mean, it, you the, the 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 it's so painful. And when you talk about hospice, I mean, it 
one day he would be great. Next day it was like it was like this this horrible thing where one day he's fine and you're like, oh, maybe he's recovering. I mean, and then the the, the next day he would be even worse. Yeah. And then yeah, it's just awful. So please, please, please get screened. You have no idea how painful these cancers are. I don't know how painful they are, but I, I can only imagine. Like what they do to your body. Yeah. Um, Portis, thank you. We appreciate it. We, we echo everything you just said there. And if it, if it was painful for Jeff, he never showed it. He didn't show it. And that he was so brave. He was so brave. Up until recently, he was getting treatment on the Bears off days, which is Tuesdays, mm-hmm. and was upbeat about it, thought he was going to beat it, and then things turned south fairly recently. Right, Jeff Miller? Yeah, um, and you know, you mentioned the Bears. They released a statement yesterday. We are absolutely heartbroken to learn of the passing of our friend and colleague Jeff Dickerson. Always the consummate professional, J.D. took a great deal of pride in his coverage of the Bears for 20 years. He was a true professional and an even better person. J.D. always was one of the first media members to arrive in the press box on game day with a hello and a smile that could brighten anyone's day. He was one of a kind and will truly be missed on behalf of the entire Bears organization, we extend, we extend our most heartfelt sympathies to Jeff's 11-year-old son, Parker, and all of his family and friends who mourn his loss. Uh, really a heartfelt statement from the Bears. And we're, we're just we're all broken up. And um, the last caller there, Portis, mentioned uh, Jeff sharing the name of Jeff with his friend. And, of course, I have the same name as Jeff. Yeah. And when I, one of the things I always remember about JD is, for you know, when the first thing he'd say to me when he'd walk in the office. Jeffrey, what's going on? And <laughs> Jesse, I'm not he's the only person at the station who calls me Jeffrey. We would call me Jeffrey all the time, and I'm sure it was because we shared the same name. I'd call him JD. Neither of us called each other Jeff. He'd call me Jeffrey. I'd call him <laughs> JD because we it was like it was like, you know, just this little thing where we shared and it, you know, it's I'll always I can still hear him calling me Jeffrey. And outside of my mother, when I was in trouble, when I w- when I was a child, I don't think too many people really called me Jeffrey with any frequency. But Jeff Dickerson called that's, me Jeffrey. That's and good memory. I can that's, still hear yeah, him. I yeah. still hear him walking in the door and uh, greeting me that way all the yeah, time. Yeah, I, I have a I have a, a memory to talk about as well that that was an on air thing between us. I want to get to next half hour, but I, I mentioned hospice before the break. I want to I want to say something about it. Uh, because Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen, those guys were talking about it yesterday, talking about visiting him on Friday mm-hmm. and how much it meant to them. I, I think it was Carmen that especially said it, to see him. And, and, he, and he had his faculties and all that stuff. So I went Saturday with Randy Merkin. I was out of town last week. Mm-hmm. And Randy let me know the turn of events and that he was moved to hospice. And for people that don't know him, maybe you don't because you, you haven't experienced it, th- luckily. When you're moved to hospice from the hospital or from your home, it, it, it's, it's the end. It's the beginning of the end. It's where treatment is over. They're, they make you comfortable. It's just a facility. You can do hospice at home, but a lot of people don't want to pass at home. And I think Jeff didn't want to have his son see that. And so a lot of people get, you know, move to a facility, and that's where you spend your remaining days. So when you hear someone has moved to hospice, you know the end is near. And so obviously we all heard that. Uh, some of the guys went went Friday. I went Saturday with Merkin, and just like they said yesterday on the air, first of all, I hope it meant something to Jeff to see those guys Friday, myself, 
and Randy Saturday, whoever else went in the, the days in between. I hope it meant something to Jeff. I really do. But it certainly meant something to me, to Randy, and to those guys. It, 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 I couldn't believe Carmen. The way Carmen was saying it was exactly how I felt. I was so happy I got to see him. Again, with his faculties, fun, you know, joking. We're joking about Randy's book. You know, I'm on chapter three, but I got to put it down or so, whatever it was. You know, I can't read it anymore. And it gave me a big hug. And we talked about the old days. And, you know, at first I thought that maybe he wasn't all with it. I'm like, and I don't want to reveal too much, but I was like, J.D., when did we meet? And he immediately knew. He's like, 2000. I worked with you for 10 months at the other station. Then uh, I went to ESPN. You can't, like, he, he was all there. And that was the beautiful thing about seeing him. So all I'm saying is if you have an opportunity to see someone in hospice, it might sound scary. It might sound it could be awkward, whatever. Do it. You won't regret it. At least I don't think so, especially if they have their faculties. But even if they don't and you just want to sit there and they're sedated or something, I, I, I can't tell you how much it meant to see him. Especially him being him still, you know what I mean? Yeah. This was Saturday. Yep. It's just a few days before he passed. So that's my little PSA. It, don't don't find a reason not to go because it's awkward or scary or, or whatever the case will, will be. You will regret it. I was out of town till Friday night, and I was just like, I may not see him. I may not yeah. see him. But it, it, we got the okay to go Saturday, and we saw his parents, and they're so strong, so, so strong. So that that's just my little thing don't have any regrets go 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 see them i think it uh it doesn't surprise me at all jesse that jd may you know he you go to see him to comfort him right and that's just jd's nature that's who he was the moment you would ask him how he was doing and we did it for a long time because every i think everybody on the station who listens to the station knows what he went through with caitlin yeah his wife and she died uh after about with cancer melanoma and it was we were jd was it was constant where jd had to answer the question man how you doing how you feeling and he would he would give you to answer he'd answer those questions for you but he'd always turn it around and ask how you were doing and make you feel better and that's what that's why it's so hard for all of us at here at the station because he truly was a genuine person who was selfless and you know I, I can't echo that enough is that whenever you you had an interaction with JD he gave more of himself than he took from you and I'm just telling you man uh, the more I've thought about it like I said tossing and turning all last night the more I was thinking about it, the only thing I was like my way of honoring JD is to truly try and live my life more the way JD showed me throughout his life to live and that is to be present in your conversations with people and be and listen and be upbeat the the positivity is yeah i don't know if we can put into words how positive jd was just about and again it was like he was he knew he was covering the bears and we've been through a lot of difficult seasons with the bears but i it was always off the air after he had he he'd do a hit with anybody i talked to him for a few minutes afterwards and it was always like we love sports that's kind of the common thread for anybody who's listening to the station and it brings us together but jd always understood too you know what it is just sports we love it it's a big business but the impact he made on anybody around him 
was so special, and that's why we're all hurting so much today. 312-332-3776 if you want to uh, jump on and, and remember J.D. as we're doing throughout the day here on ESPN 1000. Dan Weederer, Dan McNeil, Dion Miller, Sarah Spain will all join Jeff Miller and myself before we're out of here at 10 o'clock. Waddle, Sylvia, and Carmen will be in from 10 to 1. Cap and Jay Hood, 1 to 4. Fred Hubner at, uh, from 4 to 6. Bleck and Abdallah in their normal time slot from 6 to 8. That's all here on ESPN 1000. You mentioned uh, his son, Parker. You mentioned his wife, uh, uh, late wife, Caitlin. And for people that don't know, she passed away a couple years ago of cancer. Of cancer. And then it hits Jeff as well. I think it was Tommy Weidel that texted me last week because I was like, I, I can't, I, I don't know. He, 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 he said to me something like, the brain, our brains can't uh, can't process this. This is something we can't process. One person, one parent passing away is bad enough. Both in the span of two years, with a, with a with a young son, I, I I can't process that. I don't think any of us can. If you want to contribute to a GoFundMe set up for Parker, it's Parker's Fund on GoFundMe. It's called Parker's Fund on GoFundMe. Go contribute. We're back in a moment on ESPN 1000. This is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Someone has to tell Charlie Manuel, the manager for the Phillies, to just kind of lower the pants a little bit. <laughs> Didn't Charlie Manuel look to be just the belt was way too high? My goodness, Charlie. I know. Just lower the belt a little bit, right? A little lower. You look very uncomfortable. It was like he looked like an egg. He was like running out there. That's going to make me cry hearing that, that that kind of stuff, Tyler. Tyler is uh, producing today. I'm Jesse Rogers, along with Jeff Meller, as we remember our good friend and colleague, uh, Jeff Dickerson. You know just... who loved a good nacho? <laughs> yes. Yeah. J.D. Man. Yes, yes. Nacho Belgrande's from Taco Bell. Absolutely, absolutely. If you're just waking up on this sort of s- slow holiday week, and you haven't heard the news, Jeff Dickerson passed away yesterday. A uh, year-long battle with cancer. Things were looking up. He was, he was upbeat about it until recently, very recently, things turned. And uh, we lost him yesterday. So we're celebrating his life, mourning his loss. We're doing it all day here on ESPN 1000. If you want to participate, 312-332-3776. We're going to talk to Dan Weederer from the Chicago Tribune who covers the Bears and covered it with Jeff Dickerson. For years, we'll talk to him at 8 o'clock. Dangerous Dan McNeil at 8.30. Dion Miller at 9. Sarah Spain at 9.30. Jeff, can I can I talk a little bit about my kinship with, with Jeff Dickerson? Yeah, please, man. You know, it was born out of... Well, first of all, I knew him way back before he came over here. And all I can say is I didn't know what he was going to end up being. Right? This great sports media personality. But I knew he was going to be successful. There are people in any industry that either get it or don't get it. And I saw 20 years ago someone that got it. You know, you just know almost immediately. He just got it. And he came here. Then like 10 years later, I came here. And what I'm getting at is eventually we ended up with exactly the same jobs. He covered the Bears. I covered the Cubs, you know, slash baseball. We had the same jobs for ESPN.com out of Bristol, some TV, sports center type stuff, local radio here on ESPN 1000, of course, little TV with ABC7, 
right? He'd cover the Bears. I'd do some TV for the Cubs in spring training and, and things. We had the exact same job. And, and, and think about that. If you have the exact same job, who can empathize with you more than that person, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a complaint, Jeff, you don't go to Sylvie, right? He doesn't want to hear it. You'll go to another producer if you're producer. If the, the complaint's about producer, you'll go to Dollar Black back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. That, and that's, that's what I had with Jeff. And he was always, and not that we compl- I complained a lot or anything like that, but I, you know, just bouncing things off of him. He was always the sane one. He was always the calm one. And even in recent years, there were some things that went on at the radio station, you know, and, and, and switching hands and stuff. And, and, and Jeff and I would text and call to bounce things off of each other because we were on the same path, if you know what I mean, because we had the same job, just different sports. Sure. And he was, I cannot tell you, he was the one that was, had the right frame of mind. He was the, the bright one. He had the, the right attitude about some things. And, and then back to the, I just admired everything he did. We did the same things. He just did them better. He did them better. I, I, I was watching some of the tributes, ABC7 last night, and they ran some, some uh, you know, B-roll of him doing reports. And it, it reminded me of, of, of some reports I would do from spring training or somewhere else on the road for ABC7. And sometimes you'd go, you'd be live, you know, back to you, Mark Jean Greco live or Jim Rose, whatever, Dion. But other times you would tape the report. Right, you tape yep. it earlier in the day, and then they would run it at four or five. And of course, because uh, I was, you know, so smooth at my job, I'd be on like take six or seven. Because if you are taping them, you can redo them when you screw up, right? Yes. So I'd be on take number six or seven, and I know that the producer, the cameraman, everyone's getting annoyed because, like, it, it's it, you know, time is money. We got to move on. But I, you know, I, I can't even. It's a one minute report. I can't even get it out. I take let's do it again let's do it again and and it would go through my mind several times because it's we're, we were freelancers for abc7 right it would go through my mind several times there is no way in hell jeff dickerson is doing six takes to get his report done i'm looking like an idiot here <laughs> because jeff is too smooth and too good to hey take seven no no i don't i, I swear to god that would go through my mind i gotta get this done because i'm looking like an idiot the other guy that does this on a freelance sort of thing, mm-hmm. Jeff, is much better at this. And I would listen to his reports on the radio. I would admire, like, I would try to, like, okay, smooth it out, Jesse. Be, be concise like Jeff is doing. I absolutely admired what he was as a reporter and talk show host. And I especially did because we had the same jobs, you know. And even as a writer as well, I learned from him. So I, I just wanted to... To relay all that. And, and, and we had a running joke, Jeff. I mean, this goes back to the Lovey Smith years. Okay, when Lovey Smith was the head coach of the Bears. Sure. And I, w- I would host some shows. And even all the way up until Saturday at hospice, this was a running joke. I always complained about, specifically, Lovey's cover two defense. And in general, zone defenses. The meathead, naive football fan that I was, I'm like, I hate zone defenses because every week the cornerback thought he was covering the middle third and the safety thought he was covering the middle third as well and nobody was covering the the, the right third you know the right side of the field and someone's wide open and it didn't take an athletic play to catch that ball or an athletic play to throw it to him because he was wide open easy score and i would complain about why are they playing zone and jeff would almost talk to me like a child but in a very endearing way jesse 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 
You only talk about the mistakes. What about all the times the zone defense works? You never mentioned that. What about the easy intercept, easy interceptions that come because a linebacker stepped in front in his own defense and mm-hmm. stepped in front of a guy coming across and made the easy pick? What about this? What about that? And even till Saturday, I brought it up at, at hospice, and he said, "Oh, Lovey Smith in the zone, deep. cover two, Jesse, cover two. And it was just a running thing between him and I, and I just it, he put up with me because every time he was on, I I would complain about. Somebody's zone defense, and I just loved him for it. I just loved him for it. So th- those are some of my favorite interactions and, and things about JD. No, I mean, listen, he was. Uh, it, we all, in some way, uh, and we admired him, and we aspired to be a lot of what JD was because he was the best of the best man as a person. And you know, again, like y- you just talked about the professionalism from him as a reporter and how good he was at his job, and you know, I. Again, I think that was apparent to anybody who's consumed anything that JD has done. You, again, you don't get to where he got to without being really good, and that was apparent. But to me, man, I, this is the emphasis I want to have today all day: is that as good as he was, he was so much better of a person, and the impact he made on everybody he met is so apparent. I, I, I encourage everybody out there. Just go ahead and search Jeff Dickerson on Twitter, and you will see story after story from people out there who, you know, colleagues who were just getting started, who who laid it out for you about how he would take the time to, you know, give them a, a word of, an, of encouragement. And, and there was follow-up, too. It wasn't just a, hey, don't worry, keep it up. It wasn't, you know, um, empty calories from JD. He would actually give you advice and uh i know we're going to talk to dan weeder at eight o'clock too and he can share some stories about you know the the bears road trips there's a lot of bears reporters <laughs> right yeah um and i saw you know i i didn't cover the bears on the road you know i i do the pregame with dion and we talked to jd we would talk to jd during the show but obviously i'm not there the night before covering the bears but there are so many bears reporters and i know zach zaidman had dubbed uh, Jeff Dickerson, the ambassador. The reason being that he was frequently the man who would set up a reservation for the restaurant the night before in whatever city they were in on the road. And um, I saw multiple people say, you know, you'd have six people lined up ready to go and JD would make reservations for nine because just in case somebody who was covering the team decided they wanted to go out that night, they were covered. Because that's the type of, J- type of person J.D. was. That's he was awesome. always thinking of others before himself. And so as we encourage everybody to share their stories about J.D. today on ESPN 1000, um, we'd love to hear him because I'm telling you, he was such a special and great guy. So far and above whatever he was as a reporter, he was that much better a man. Absolutely. 312-332-3776. We'll try to squeeze in some calls before the top of the hour when Dan Weeder from the Tribune joins us. Dan McNeil at 8.30, Dion Miller at 9, Sarah Spain at 9.30, Waddle, Sylvie, and Carmen are in studio from 10 to 1. Cap and Jay Hood, they're off this morning, but they're back from 1 to 4. Fred Hubner from 4 to 6, Bleck and Abdallah from 6 until 8 as we mourn the loss of Jeff Dickerson, but also celebrate his life and his career here on ESPN 1000. Now, back to more Cap and Jay Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Thank you. 
Just before 8 a.m. here on ESPN 1000, good Wednesday morning to you. Jesse Rogers and Jeff Miller sitting in for Cap and Jay Hood. They'll actually be on this radio station from 1 to 4 as we mourn the loss of Jeff Dickerson, our colleague and friend and one of the great reporters this city has ever seen or heard on radio, on TV, on the Internet. I mean, he did it all. And we're, we're mourning his loss. He passed away yesterday after a battle with cancer. I'm Jesse Rogers along with Jeff Miller. And we'll be here till 10 a.m. Taking your phone calls, remembering him, celebrating his life and career. Well, like I said, we mourn his loss. Dan Weeder will join us from the Tribune at 8 o'clock. And, and Jeff, just to wrap up my story about Lovey Smith and everything in the cover two, I just know, I was thinking about this last night. I just know, you know, there's a, there's a trigger memory for everybody when it comes to someone that passes. And when, whenever, the Bears are scored upon while playing a zone defense, and, and and someone screws up, and it's a wide open receiver, and it's an easy touchdown. I'm going to think of that, those exchanges I had with Jeff. You know, I'm just going, and maybe you will now that I've I've told this story. I just I, oh, Jeff would I'd be complaining about it, and Jeff would be talking me off the ledge because I, in my world I would say to him, I don't I want them to play man to man every down. As stupid as that sounds, but that's what I would say to him, and he'd be like, "Jesse, yeah. Jesse, Jesse, don't, don't, don't talk like that. Don't go on the radio and say that." But, but Jesse, I would. stick, stick to hockey and baseball, yeah, my exactly. friend. You're just a novice football fan. Yeah. So now, I, every time they're scored upon that way, I'm going to be thinking of Jeff. I, I did it anyway when when he was healthy, when he was fine. I'd be, I, I, I would, but in my mind, I'd be saying, "I told you so, Jeff. I told you so." But then, of course, I didn't recognize all the times the zone defense did work. So. That that's going to be my trigger to, to to remember that one of my triggers to remember Jeff Jeff and um, I know there'll be a a lot of a lot of triggers for people at this radio station and our listeners you know as as they watch the Bears it, it'll come up right or as they listen yeah, to no, the station it'll come up and people are going to hear a lot of different voices throughout the day today here on ESPN one thousand including. Robbie Gold's going to join uh, the station later in uh, later in the day. I know that. Uh, I believe Porter Mosier is also scheduled to come on because for those who aren't aware, I mean, you know, maybe you have to be a little more uh, of a uh, hoops head in college. But JD was, you know, did a lot of analyst work for Loyola Hoops. Uh, I went to Loyola, so frequently JD would be giving me some, you know, basketball updates on what was going on with the Loyola men's basketball team, and he was there during, you know, for my money, the greatest run for Loyola Hoops and. Porter Mosier was the coach at the time. He's now on at Oklahoma, but he's going to come on and join. Uh, I believe he's coming on at around eleven fifteen today, so he's going to join. You know, uh, Carm, Sylvie, and Waddle. But you know, it, it just goes to show how much of an impact he made. That you know, Porter Mosier, who has now moved to Oklahoma, is going to take time out of his day to remember JD because he was so inspirational. And he, like I said, I cannot emphasize this enough as a person. I just there, I don't know if I'll, we'll be fortunate enough to meet too many people who are on par with JD. Certainly not better because he made such a, a huge impact on all of our lives. And um, I'll always have to a kinship because my kids are my. I have twins. They're 11 years old. They were born maybe a month, maybe six weeks before Parker was born. And so you know, JD and I would always be 
sharing stories, especially in those first two years when you're new as a parent, all the things you're going through. And I was about a month ahead of JD. So I'd always be giving him heads up about, hey, this is what you have to expect. You know, when they're waiting until they're, you know, 10, 11 months, they're going to start moving around on you. And it's a whole new ball game. <laughs> and then he would report back to me a month later and be like, dude, you were so right. Parker's running around the house. He's all over the place. I can't, I can't take it. I didn't know it was this crazy. <laughs> and, you know, we'd have these back and forths. Like, these are just life moments, more yeah. so than anything he ever did with the Bears. Those are the things I remember about JD is the interactions I had with him about our kids because they were the same age. And I remember always going year after year to Waddle's Super Bowl party. And, again, because Parker and my kids were the same age, they frequently would find each other. They'd hang out. You know, it'd be once a year at the Super Bowl party because J.D. lives up north. I'm, on, I'm in the western suburbs, so we didn't, you know, overlap. But once a year, mm-hmm. um, Parker and my two kids, Alex and Peyton, would find each other, have a great day at Waddle's Super Bowl party. And then, I, you know, J.D. and I and Caitlin and Michelle, my wife, would be hanging out and talking and just, like, you know, sharing stories about your kids as you do. And... Those are the moments I really treasure uh, that I was able to share with JD and his wife Caitlin, and it's just—it's so heartbreaking, man. And I know anybody out there who wants to share your stories about JD with us, please feel free because we're going to be doing it all day here on ESPN One Thousand. Yeah, I mean that—that that reminds me of the, the the couple things I said to him years ago about travel baseball. You know, my son is older than yours, yours and his, and. I coached my son in travel baseball, and it was such a great experience. I just remember telling him that as as Parker became of age, I'm like, "You are going to love this. It's great. Make sure you make time for it." Which he it was easier for him to do because it was it was in the summer. Me, I, I took the Cubs job. My one prerequisite was I'm coaching my kid. I'll take the Cubs job, but I'm coaching my kid. That's a true story. I don't mm-hmm. care if I have to miss games. I am coaching my kid in travel baseball, or at least being at the games. If I wasn't coaching, but I happened to be the coach. And I remember telling JD, you are going to love it. It's just a lot of fun, kinship with the other parents. And I know how much he did end up loving it. Let's go to John before we get to Dan Weeder. John, you're in, you're in, uh, you're where? Downtown. And you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Yeah, I just want to cheer it up a little bit. Let's get a, please join in on the JD. <laughs> we love your thoughts. We really like all your nuggets and your special sauce. I should have called Waddle and Phil. That's good. That was good. No, we love it. We needed that. That's it. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. That's all you need, man. We needed John that. Hit it. We needed it. There that. you go. Hit it out. Short and sweet. Hit it out of the park. It's funny. We, we will uh, real quick uh, break here and bring Jay Weeder in after this. But it's funny he mentioned that because yesterday, as uh, Carmen, Waddle, Sylvie, Fred were all remembering JD. They were at some point, you know, after two and a half, three hours, just like we're doing right now, you know, we're remembering our friends. They were having the debate, should we play JD's Open? Is it, you know, respectful to play? And of course, you know, that's yeah. that was how people oftentimes knew a good conversation was about to happen, how a smile was going to be put on their face. That was the introduction to the to the you know, to the goodness that JD was on our station. And so sure enough, they play it and my as I'm listening on the app, my uh, you know my eyes start to well up. I had been listening to stories for two and a half hours or so, and then they play his open with you know Waddle's nonsensical lyrics, and <laughs> and, and my eyes start to well up at yeah. that moment. Not all the you know, and, and listen, it is what it is. It hits you different ways, but it was. Uh, it, I'm glad John did that because well, I, I felt the same way yesterday. Yeah, I, I agree. But I- Hearing his voice is getting to me, though. When we play a clip, or they played it yesterday, a clip of him, a report, a funny 
whatever, just hearing his voice really is is tough. It's tough, but mm-hmm. but we're celebrating it, celebrating him as much as we are mourning him. That 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 is, I think, what we need to do today, and 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 for the near future. Like, be sad he's gone, but celebrate the wonderfulness that is that was Jeff Dickerson. We'll do that with Dan Weeder from the Tribune when we come back on ESPN One Thousand.